Make sure your underwear is tight oh. tomorrow because you will have a boner. <laughs>
Jerry's going to come watch my son play ball, but we're going to be in Iowa, so I won't be back. But Jerry and Maddie Kiwum from the Game Plan podcast, as well as the Trade Gods podcast, he's going to be filling in. He's going to be, to use a baseball term, pitch hitting. He's going to be pitch hitting for me, and they're going to be talking about dynasty cells. So make sure you tune in on Sunday to the Player Profiler YouTube channel to catch Maddie and Jerry, and then I'll make sure you get that as a podcast sometime next week. So there you go. There's the promotion. There's what's going on. And let's get into the body of the show. But the reason why I mentioned Maddie and Jerry is A, you need to know. And B, they'll be discussing this bad tweet that I'm getting ready to discuss with you right now. And, and I, we have a winner on our hands. You know, this one right here is the most tweets that I've had sent to me. So this tweet had 1.6 million views as of the time that it was sent to me on Twitter. And I normally like to thank everybody who sends me good people, bad tweets. But this one right here is, is just next level. So um, I'm going to share my thoughts on it now. And you'll hear Jerry and Maddie's thoughts on it this coming week's Dynasty War Zone. So this tweet is from Bruce Irons-PackersFTW. I'm assuming FTW means fudge the world. Don't know. It's at Bruce Irons NFL. If you don't know, you can go check it out. It's from June 20th. And it was sent to me. And this tweet says, and I quote, Christian Watson has a higher ceiling than Justin Jefferson. Now, Bruce has got about 16,000 followers on Twitter, so it didn't take long. And I believe, as the kids say, he got ratioed. So just, just saying that out loud, you know, of course, you know, I've, I've got to play the, the Dana White sound drop. I have to. I'm, I'm committed by law. You know how fucking stupid you have to be to even think something like that, let alone say it publicly and act like you're fucking serious. Yeah, that was my instant reaction. And one of the gents that sent this to me, I was like, you'll get my take on this. So, I mean, this is just bad. But he did follow it up with a second tweet. I guess it's in the comments of the first tweet. And he, he puts in there, tail of the tape, colon, height, Watson, weight, Watson, speed, Watson, acceleration, Watson. Watson has no physical limitations and showed big playability and limited time coming off of an injury. Not saying he's better, or even that he will be better, just more potential. <sighs> just because you're a fan of a team, and, and you have the word sarcasm in your Twitter handle, does not give you permission to be stupid. It, it just doesn't. Everybody's a fan. You know, I'm a big Anthony Richardson fan, because I'm a Colts fan. But I'm not going to go out on Twitter and say that Anthony Richardson has more potential than Patrick Mahomes because he's a better athlete. I'm not going to go out on Twitter and say Anthony Richardson has more potential than Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, or any of the best quarterbacks in the league because we just don't know. I mean, I could run into Margot Robbie and hook up with her this weekend. I don't think it's going to happen. It could. It could. So there's a big difference between probable impossible is it possible christian watson has a higher ceiling than justin jefferson sure i guess i guess anything's possible is it probable no but i don't know if 
if Mr. Bruce Irons was looking for engagement when when he put out the initial tweet because he he must have realized he was getting ratioed bad because the number of likes was 479. I'm assuming all of his Packer faithful that follow his Packer football account and he had 716 quote tweets. So when you get ratioed to that degree, it uh it tells you it it tells you quite a bit. So and then you add in just the retweets, you know, it's over 750. So almost a 2 to 1, not quite, maybe 1.75 to 1 retweet to to like ratio, but man, that is bad. I get it. I I, I kind of I see where he's coming from. If he just said, "You know what? Christian Christian Watson's a better athlete than than Justin Jefferson." I've been like Simple trip to playerprofiler.com would have would have validated that, no problem. But just the way it was worded, it was stupid, it was dumb. Uh, but good for him, man. It it, it blew up. But um I, I saw this tweet and I asked myself, Are you disgusted? I am. I was I was pretty disgusted by this tweet. So this is a bad one. This is as bad as I've seen in a while. And uh guys, be careful going into camp. Camp season, you know, you're going to see a lot. People get bored in June. There's just not a lot of NFL content. I saw the other day that it was a news story that Andy Reid's son's wife is leaving him. Why is that news? Because there's nothing else to talk about. And people need content. People will create bad content just to make content. We won't do that. Over at the Dynasty War Zone via our friends at Player Profiler, we're going to continue to give you actionable, useful advice. I'm I'm not going to get into specifics. You know, Jerry and I are, are marrying up schedules, but you're going to see a lot of guests in the month of July. My personal schedule slows down with baseball and, and work, and we're going to have some guests. I've got some commitments from some fantastic guests for you guys, so make sure you stick around. So last week, I took the Scott Connor Challenge. Now, the Scott Connor Challenge was from a couple of weeks ago, and he wanted to know if a content creator, that's me, could do an entire 30-minute show without mentioning one player's name. I did. I appreciate the one the one comment I got about you mentioned George St. Pierre, which is true. I did mention George St. Pierre in that show, but I did not mention a fantasy football player or an NFL gamer, so I'm still on the right side of that victory. But today, I want to share with you a concept I shared a couple of weeks ago with our patrons over at patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. And this is something that we've moved past, and I didn't know the exact term for it, but I heard it on a different podcast, a non-fantasy football podcast. But for me, it, it really hit home. Because I love when I can apply concepts from other worlds and other genres to the game of fantasy football. And I do it a lot with business. I do it a lot with poker. I do it a lot with other things. And I'm like, man, if you change a little bit of that verbiage, this would go a long way toward helping dynasty rosters and dynasty gamers. And this one right here, I think that going into training camp, we're going to be presented with a lot of new information, a lot of information that is going to tell us a lot about players, including players that we like. And, and that's where I get in tonight's topic. And the, the term is cognitive dissonance. That's cognitive dissonance, D-I-S-S-O-N-A-N-C-E, cognitive dissonance. Now, I've got 
more of the layman's terms, the the working man, the working woman's version of this. Now you could throw cognitive dissonance in the Google machine and it will give you tons of psychological references, books, all kinds of good stuff if that's what you're into. I took a very simple and easy to consume snippet of a thought behind cognitive dissonance, basically a layman's definition. And we're going to talk about how it impacts your dynasty rosters. So here we go. Cognitive dissonance. Sometimes people hold a core belief that is very strong. When they are presented with evidence that works against that belief, the new evidence cannot be accepted. It creates a feeling that is extremely uncomfortable called cognitive dissonance. And because it is important to protect the core belief, they will rationalize ignore, and even deny anything that does not fit in with what that core belief is. Now think about that. We'll go to that that very first statement. Sometimes people hold on to a core belief that is very strong. This could be about, about a player that we saw coming out of college. It could be, you know, and I think the biggest example of this for me personally is Trey Lance. And there was a strong belief coming out of college that Trey Lance was the best, if not the second. That was the Trevor Lawrence class. So maybe he was the second best QB in this class. And then it was validated when the 49ers traded up essentially their first and two more. Everybody says they traded three first. Not really. They traded three first and got a first back. So they 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 pick swapped at the cost of two additional first. But People hold on to that core belief because it was drilled into them for so long from the Debbie world and from the NFL national media that this kid is a star. This kid is going to be the next great thing. He could be the best quarterback in this class, and people are still holding on to that. I mean, people are still drafting to him uh, ahead of a, a lot of quarterbacks that I would much rather have because I, I think they're going to be on the field this year. And then this is the next part. This is the part we've been presented for the last year since the offseason. When they are presented with evidence that works against that belief. So all the evidence of Trey Lance throwing lame ducks, all the rumors of him being potentially on the trade block during the NFL draft, all of the information like bringing Sam Darnold in as a third QB, All of the news stories coming out of the Bay Area that when healthy Brock Purdy is the starter, this is the new evidence that was presented to the Trey Lance fans. And they cannot accept it. There are still people out there, there are still dynasty services out there that are convinced that not only is Trey Lance good, but that Trey Lance is going to be the starter for the San Francisco 49ers. And I just don't believe, barring injury, that's the case. Word is, is that he could have been had for a third-round draft pick during the draft, and and no one wants him. Good friend of the show, John McGlynn, he did the Kiss the Ring podcast with me a couple weeks back. You know, he tweeted on Thursday the 21st that, you know, what if Trey Lance gets traded or winds up with Green Bay or Atlanta next year? And I, 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 I commented on John's tweet. I'm like, if that was the case, Atlanta or Green Bay could have already had him. I just, we've got to get past the evidence is telling us, the GM's telling us, the head coach is telling us, everything is telling us, the video is telling us that that he's struggling right now and that they're looking for ways to make him better. 
we have to accept it. We have to move on. And this is the other part. And this is not just a Trey Lance bashing piece. This is just Trey Lance is the biggest example of this for me currently right now. It creates a feeling that is extremely uncomfortable called cognitive dissonance. Some people, when I talk about Trey Lance like this or Justin Fields in a negative manner or any player, I mean, imagine if I was saying bad things about B. John Robinson. It would, I just did it the other day. I did a guest spot on the DFF Dynasty with Casey and Jay Wayne. And I am, I'm not a Kyle Pitts guy. He's my tight end five in a startup because at some point, the evidence for me is that offense is not good for scoring fantasy points, at least not for, for Kyle Pitts. The evidence tells me that if you want actual fantasy points and not perceived fantasy points or potential fantasy points, then you might want to go get Kelsey, Andrews. Hawkinson and maybe even Kittle ahead of him because they actually score fantasy points uh, except that one day we hope Kyle Pitt scores fantasy points so there is a difference so again that information creates uneasy feelings and it makes them feel uncomfortable that's cognitive dissonance and it's because it is important to protect the core belief And, and you see this on Twitter I will give you an assignment before you before I give you your next assignment your, your first assignment is to go on Twitter and look at people practicing cognitive dissonance. You don't have to say it. You don't have to use it, weaponize the term cognitive dissonance, but you can go on Twitter right now and you can scroll. And, and, and everybody, and I've been guilty of this and, I, and I'm trying to do better with this, of not being cognitively dissonant on any particular player. Because when new evidence hits me, I've got to be able to add that into my equation when I value somebody. You know, I once heard UFC fighter, look at that, two UFC references two weeks in a row on a bonus pod. Chael Sonnen once said, he's like, I'm the best guy in the world to argue with. He's like, if you present me with new information that I can prove and is tangible, you can convince me to change my line of thought on a particular player or concept. And that's that's what I've added into to my dynasty game. You know, if you can present me with evidence and data and tape and things that make me say, you know what, I was wrong. You know, I've probably honestly went too far the other direction is that I'm way too early to let go of somebody, but I'm I'm always going to believe it's better to be early than late. And and the final part of this little definition that, that I whipped up for you is, and because it's so important to protect the core belief, they will rationalize. That's the people saying, ah, it's just, it's just camp video. Ah, that's just coach speak. Ah, they're just trying to say that to, to drive up trade value. Ah, you know what? No, I, I just, I, I ignore that. I just ignore coach speak, you know, then, and then they deny it. Like the one where Trey Lance is, you know, shuffling through the bags and absolutely throws a duck. And, and I heard it said that's because they were doing that drill because it's a drill that gets your arm in line with your feet. You know, I shouldn't say in line in sync is a better, is a better term. And, and, and people just, cannot seem to do it. You know, it's like, it's like Justin Fields. It's like, you know, he's a 59% career passer and they're like, well, 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 DJ Moore's here to make him better. Well, the evidence I push back to that is, is DJ Moore didn't make Cam better. He didn't make Sam Darnold better. He didn't make Baker Mayfield better. So why is it that he's magically going to make Trey, excuse me, make Justin Fields better? It's again, guys, this goes back to one of my core principles as well as everything speaks. So what I'm going to do, and so my my first challenge, again, as I'm this, like I said, I'm gonna keep this as a shorty. My first challenge to you is go on Twitter. Don't weaponize it. Don't attack anybody. Don't say you're being cognitively dissonant. 
It's not what this is here for, but I want you to do it. Can you spot it? Can you spot dynasty analysts, dynasty gamers, your competition that are cognitively dissident on a player? Okay. A, in your leagues, you can weaponize that against them in the form of trades and uh, moves to make. But just see if you can spot it and see if that's truly what it is. Your second assignment is to ask yourself, are there players that you practice cognitive dissonance on? I used to do this with Sam Darnold. I've done this with Carson Wentz. I've done this with, um, I'm trying very hard not to do it with Javante Williams right now. Um, because it makes my game better. It makes my content better. When I don't lock in, I, I think I became, I think I've always been good at the game of dynasty fantasy football. I've always built winners. I've, I've always had success. And I don't say that to brag. I just say that because it's true. But I got a lot better at this game when I realized, and I didn't know it at the time. I didn't know what cognitive dissonance was. But I saw a meme one time, and I actually save it in my phone. And if I remember as I'm traveling this weekend, I'll tweet it out. Is It's a picture of someone holding on to a strand of barbed wire. And that meme said, don't spend a lot of time hanging on to a mistake just because you spend a lot of time making it. Just because you have a lot invested in, in something, a dynasty player, and this could go for anything, guys. This could be a this could be something at work. Maybe you're trying a new project at work and it's just not firing. It's like, don't hang on to that new project forever just because you spent a lot of time preparing that project. If you're a smart person and you're on a smart team and a, and a smart group of people and you realize, hey, man, this is just not working, let go. Let go of that barbed wire. Let that pain go and let it move on. And that meme was one of the first things that I, and it was maybe three or four or five years ago that I saw this meme, but it really had an impact on me. And then I heard this on a different podcast and I started doing a little research on the subject. And I was like, holy shit, this is the thing that I think kills dynasty gamers. I think this kills dynasty content creators because they just can't let go. And like I said, I'm, I'm probably of guilty of letting go a little too early then too late, but that's okay. Um, uh, I, I've, I've enjoyed the success I've had using these concepts. So I, I just wanted to jump on, give you guys a little something for a Friday, a little something going in to the weekend. I know that our buddies from the Dynasty War Games had the week off. I appreciate Dallas dropping the, the rookie rundown on Wednesday. The Dynasty War Zone's out there, gang. It's out there on Tuesday. It's a day early this week. It's in the player profiler audio feed. It's in the Dynasty Warzone audio feed. It's on the player profiler YouTube channel. You should be subscribing everywhere. And again, I'll ask you nicely, pretty please. I know you're busy. I know you got a million things going on. Please either click the link in the show description that you're listening to, again, unless you're driving, or just jump over to your YouTube app and hit subscribe. I'll see how many people subscribed. And I can't thank everybody individually, but I will thank the collective number the next time that you hear me. Uh, the next time that you will hear me will probably be on a bonus show this time next week because, again, I will be not here for the Sunday show. But, again, you will have Jerry. You will have Maddie Kiwoom from the Trade Gods and the Game Plan Podcast. And the last thing I have for you is the Dynasty uh, Warzones partner, the Player Profiler, their world-famous, in quotations, draft kit is out there. And I'll be very honest with you, it's 45 bucks. Now, is it the, the cheapest draft kit out there? No. Is it the best? 
I think so because I wrote the commissioner section. I did two player videos in, in this thing. So like I think the top 100, if I remember correctly, the top 100 players got a little video snippet from an analyst in the industry or from a player profiler. And I did the one on Evan Ingram and I did the one on Najee Harris. So those are two of my guys for 2023. If you want to hear what I had to say, if you wanted some of my thoughts on being a dynasty commissioner, including the article, I actually wrote an article about the 10 commandments of being a dynasty or fantasy football commissioner because redraft counts too, right? So check that out. It's player profiler. Just search world famous in quotations. So quotation mark, world famous, quotation mark, draft kit. It'll take you to player profiler. Man, check that out. Uh, I'm not telling you I have to buy it, but I, I'm, I'm definitely telling you you have to consider it. So be sure to check out Jerry. Be, be uh, These are all words. And, and sometimes they, they sneak up on me. But be sure to subscribe everywhere, whether it's YouTube, audio, wherever. Check out Player Profiler. And uh, guys, I hope you have a great weekend. But until then, I hope you enjoyed the quickie. You know, when, when you get a quickie, you got to get a hey now, <laughs> a little hey now. But uh, I'll be back soon. Hope you guys have a super weekend. And I'll catch your ass down the road. Hey, fellow Warzone listeners. My name is Zach Camps. Uh, I'm not golfing or slinging my hands a monster. I'm usually thinking about Dynasty Fantasy Football. A couple months back, I joined the Patreon just to take my Dynasty passion to the next level. And I'll tell you what, well, let's just say there's writer downers for days in the Patreon. The member, you get access to the bonus pod where the guys take the filter off and talk about a wide variety of topics that maybe they won't cover on the normal show. You also get access to Memphis and Jerry for one-on-one -on -one advice, personal dynasty dilemmas. They'll tackle them for you, help you out with it. You just don't get that anywhere else. But I'd say my favorite part about the Depth of Patreon is the uh, the group chat. Tell you what, these guys are some excellent minds, tons of fun. The fire in there is amazing. Great platform to post trade questions, debate rookie values, share insight, interact with some cool people from across the globe. You know, Shout out to those guys in Australia. They're blowing my phone up all the time. You know, the best part is there's no Twitter trolls or Facebook trolls arguing about stuff they don't know anything about. So uh, if you want to enjoy your dynasty experience even more, win those championships, pause the podcast right now, sign up, and you can thank me later in the group chat. When we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. a game yesterday and if we win one today that's two in a row we win one tomorrow that's called a winning streak